0: Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. Our job in this life is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we imagine we ought to be, but to find out who we already are and become it. Hi, I'm Scott Tucker, and welcome back to Veteran Wall Secrets. That quote is from the author of Gates of Fire, actually, but uh, this particular quote comes from The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and it's a mantra that I hold near and dear to my heart because I think it's all about belief. For the longest time, my belief, the story I was told was about falling into line, get good grades, go to a good college, happen to be a West Point, so therefore a military college, and then you go to get a good career as an officer in the military follow orders, check all the boxes, go to the right trainings, the right schools, get deployed, don't get, don't fuck up. <laughs> and you basically, hit your 20 years and be good to go. Get that pension and then use that West Point network to go find that Wall Street gig. And that was a belief I had. And even when I realized, I I don't quite fit into that role. Um, as I was entering year six on active duty, I, I thought, well, I, I think I'm an outside the box. I'm not the, the leader that our soldiers need in the military. I need to be doing other stuff. And frankly, I wanted to be a foreign affairs officer, but it doesn't matter when you're in the army, you got to check all the other boxes first. It doesn't matter where you could actually be more beneficial. They'd rather have you just sitting in a r- random chair, but we all know how that works. That's how bureaucracy works. Once you don't have to live in the bureaucracy, why do we believe that that's the only way? It's what we're told. It's what my parents did. It's what the guys who retired or got out of the military before me did. They're getting good jobs. They're they're getting paid. But are they happy? And what is the belief about who they are? Are They're working at an Amazon warehouse. Is, Is that their belief? Of what they were meant to do, who they were meant to serve in this lifetime. See, when I got out, I, no rhyme or reason, stumbled into the career of being a financial advisor in the in the old school, traditional sense, and didn't know what it was. Thought, okay, all right, makes sense. I can you know, take these exams, get these licenses, and therefore I'm now an expert. And uh, that's not true, of course, (laughs) but even people who are many years into this, into the financial planning industry are only, they have a belief system of, heck, even the certified financial planner has to believe the, I think it's six steps or six things of that. This is how you do financial planning. And if you're certified, this is how it is for everybody. No, it's the belief. If you're only talking to the the folks who want to stay on the, the frugal, save twenty percent for retirement one day, put seventy percent stocks, thirty percent bonds, buy some Dave Ramsey style strategy and you will be successful. So for none of that's true. There's absolutely nothing that can prepare for what's coming this night like, did anybody know the iPhone was coming? Did anybody understand artificial intelligence? The Heck, 20 years ago, they thought the internet was a joke. There's articles written about, ah, it's just a fad. The world is changing far too rapidly to believe that anything that we've been told is a good predictor of our future. The craziest thing about the financial planning industry, and this is when I realized it was all just a scam, and people trying to justify their existence because they got sold themselves to be advisors for a firm When really they didn't realize they were just being salesmen. That's why the industry has a 95% turnover rate because people come in believing they're going to be helpful and give advice. And then they find out it's, oh no, you just got to slog away, call and annoy all your friends and give them the same standard cookie cutter advice that's basically going to justify buying our products and services. And I, I believe that was all true for a while, and until I, I told I've told the story on the podcast and in, in my book, "Veteran World Secrets," of the favorite client of mine who I thought you know, I was giving the right advice for, her, but she wasn't happy. Or that time I was on a beach in Thailand, afraid to be you know, communicating via my iPhone with clients because I was afraid they'd find out I was you know not in my office. And what a shame that I had to feel so bad about myself and my identity. Here I had done the things I thought I was supposed to do. I got good grades. I was a state lacrosse champion in high school. And I went to West Point and I became the officer and served over in Germany. I went to Iraq. And I thought my resume was going to look good. And then I realized when I put it all on paper, oh, I just look like everybody else. We all look the same. Same goes for MBAs, certified financial planners, PMPs. They're all just labels. We're commoditized. and It it really messed with me for a number of years because I had this mentor who was the top quote-unquote advisor in our firm, but he was only the top fir- advisor because he was bringing in the most income. He was making half a million dollars a year and living this lifestyle of travel and Moved his whole family to Italy and living in a penthouse and beautiful, you know, cities in Italy. And and I'd go visit. And I was more or less independent. i you know, once I had made more than I made as a captain in the army, I thought my belief was, oh gosh, okay, this is my limit. This is good enough for me. It was all face. It was all based on what's your salary, what's your annual salary. That's what we all get told. And a couple of things happened. I, I'd, I'd see the the misery of the limiting beliefs that our our clients had because it was all about am I saving enough? Or do I have to work longer? And maybe I can get one day to do the things that I like doing, or or frankly, didn't even cross their mind to do the things they like doing. They told themselves they had this belief that I'm now with this government contractor. You know, I'm good to go. Hopefully Friday comes around, I can, you know, go watch sports on the weekend. Ten years later, it's the same story. And yet, the guys giving that advice on how to manage the money in that situation, living in a penthouse in it Italy, me, I was younger, single, no family, so I'm just taking any moment I can to bebop around <laughs> Europe or get down to Brazil or or do some sort of crazy travel experience. But I could because I had set up that situation for myself. I didn't go into the financial planning industry thinking I got an office and everything, but I didn't limit myself to that, mainly because I just... I hated it. <laughs> I, th- I didn't have, I didn't believe in it for the longest time, but I, I saw my mentor and he just loved the, the, the idea of giving financial advice and telling really it was an ego trip, especially given the amount of income he was making. And uh, finally, as I moved back to the States, I've been living in Germany for a long time, it, working this way. And I moved back to the States. I was just really lost and depressed. I realized I didn't want to follow this path of living a lifestyle, but then giving this mediocre advice that, gosh, you can Google and YouTube that stuff. Like, why aren't we teaching people to live the way we live? Instead of inviting people over to hang out in your penthouse in Verona, Italy, as you're, I mean, inviting the clients over and acting brilliant, or just showing off. Instead, let's teach them how to do it if that's what they want. Why has it got to be a vacation for them? If it can be a lifestyle for us, why can't it be a lifestyle for anybody? That's advice. That's financial. That's what I realized. That's the real wealth building opportunity. Wealth is not about money. It's about your time. It's about how you seek your to exist in this world, how you find and serve those whom you're meant to serve so you can have meaning and passion around it. And so that's why that quote, I'll read it again. Our job in this life is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we imagine we ought to be, but to find out who we already are and become it. Who are you outside of all the labels you put on through your life? You know, For me, it was when I finally, after I gave myself the permission to be like, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm going to find it. I look back to who I was before the military. The thing when you're a kid, when you're a lot, a lot more carefree. What were the things I was good at? What I was doing was moving me forward. Was a lot of it was being super creative, innovative, not artistic, but just weirdly creative. I'd build these forts in the forest and figure out ways to sell stuff to my neighbors, and I'd do all sorts of comedy routines on a whim. It's just wild stuff, and as I tapped back into that side of myself, I was like, oh, I already am this person. I already have these passions. Why can't I tap back into it given all the other things I know now? And so that's when I realized this is who I ought to be. And guess what's happened along the way? I saw all sorts of other things. And that's really my passion now is to inspire others to give themselves their permission to find out who they already are. Yeah, I'll leave it at that for today. Hey, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please rate and review, share it with a friend. We're early on in this, looking to grow it. It's really all based around my new book, Veteran Wealth Secrets. Uh, you can get a copy on Amazon, of course, and print and Kindle. But first three chapters available f- totally for free on our website, usvetwealth.com, or you can go directly to veteranwealthsecrets.com. And uh, yeah, would love to. There's also a bunch of stuff on our YouTube channel, another place we're looking to grow. So if of these messages that I'm putting out here resonate with you, we'd love to connect with you more and build more of a community around here of, of like-minded folks who are looking to really take control and create the opportunities today and, and create the autonomy any one of us can have in these modern times, especially given the realities of what we've seen in the last 12 months as i speak this in early 2021 whenever you're listening to it this is a message that will continue on this is for anybody at any time in their lives when they're looking to be better than they were yesterday and how do you keep that momentum going forward that's what the better world secrets book is all about and that's what this show is all about. And on this particular episode, got an interview we want to share with you as well. Joe Kramer, founder of Ruck On. Really inspirational, just a real passionate young guy. Unfortunately, medical reasons, wasn't able to f- finish out his military career, but, you know, want, wanted to be creative himself with a young family you know, not just have to, yeah, he's got a job, he's got to put food on the table for his young family. But that, that didn't stop him from trying to create financial opportunities from his hobbies, his passions. And he just chose one thing. But already in the time that I've known him, he, he's told me, he's said, hey, thank you for sharing this world with me. Because now as you're dabbling in it, as you're dabbling in these skill sets, these modern skill sets, stuff you don't get at an MBA degree, some things you don't get at corporations as a job, they don't teach these things exactly what we're doing right now, podcasting, writing books, learning communication, persuasion, how to network, how LinkedIn is really the biggest wealth building tool ever invented, in my opinion. You tell people about stocks and bonds. That's not how you get rich. Jeez. All right, I'll leave it at that. Hope you enjoyed the episode with Joe. We will uh, see you next time. Take care. Welcome back to Veteran Wealth Secrets. I'm Scott Tucker, and uh, this is the show where we want to talk to active duty military, people going through transition, veterans, business owners, wherever you might be affiliated with the military community. But those who recognize, hey, we're in a modern time looking for the new tips and tricks, how to fit in, and, and not just necessarily following the masses. And uh, excited to announce again or talk about again the, my book launch uh, we had last week on Amazon. You can always get it for free the PDF version at veteranwellsecrets.com But uh, put it out on Amazon for the first time, just in the Kindle version for now. But had almost 200 downloads and just the first couple days. That was pretty cool. Excited to see where that goes. But ultimately, that's why I'm excited to have today's guest on because some of the philosophies I, I talk about in the book or, and then the ideas we talk about. Hey, where, how do we build the skill sets to tap into the modern economy? Our guest today has been doing that. It's been fun to watch Joe Kramer. Welcome to Veteran Well Secrets. Joe is the founder of Ruckon. He's also a freelance journalist. He's spent some time, graduated West Point 2016. Had a, they were, per, it seems like they were purging many classes for looking for medical discharges in a lot of ways. I, I just know so many people from that era that were medically discharged and so all of a sudden you're thrown into the the corporate world much sooner than you were expecting i'm sure and i know the transition times a lot quicker and of course you're going through the medical process a really tough time looking forward to hearing about those challenges and how you overcome them but i think ultimately you've you know as you've come up online you've shown how to implement uh, these things that i'm always screaming from the mountaintops hey people we got to do this so joe I'm, i'm excited to hear your story and your thoughts on, on how you've gone through this process just since we've, since I've gotten to know you in the last year or so. But yeah, tell us a little bit about how life is for you right now, what you're up to, especially given the context of yet another pending lockdown, I'm sure. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so things are going pretty well for me right now. My wife and I are both working full-time, actually now at the same marketing company. I do content marketing. She's involved with payments. Wow, um, so they
0: were laying people off, but then you expanded in yeah. your, <laughs> well, your corner uh, in the
1: market. That's probably a, a discussion for, it could be a, another show about a, a lesson that I learned there about always doing your best, like your personal best and yeah. not basing off someone else's metric. But I met the standard, Sergeant. Exactly. Because I, I do know for a fact that had I, had I just met the standard and not done my personal best. Mm-hmm. I would not have the job that I currently have, which has given me a lot of tools, skills, and, and experience that, that have helped me in other areas of what I'm trying to do. But three three kids at home actually expecting number four any week now. Wow. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And then like you said, I'm the founder of Rock On, which in this situation the lockdown and everything i've been able to pour some more time and effort into it and really build it out from when it was an idea and a blog i think the first time that we really crossed paths and then a little bit of sports writing on the side
0: yeah let's just dig right into that i want to i want to have you talk a little bit more about ruck on obviously there's a fitness component there yet there's a uniqueness to that and i think that's we go back to what do we always talk about hey no matter what business you're in the sales and marketing business and i want to come back to how your skill sets play into that now but Mm -hmm. for, for now more specifically about ruck on you're a hockey player you're doing sports writing obviously there's been errors of p90x to crossfit to to everything but just take us down the journey of what you saw as an opportunity for Ruck on, but maybe also what it meant for you personally as you were essentially trying to take advantage of. Let's just call it the modern economy and position yourself for that. I think you saw something there. So, anyways, just walk us through because I happen you're only out of the army for less than you know four years, less than a few years, really. Mm-hmm. And I know you've had a few different job opportunities you got, that you've you know, experienced. So you've seen a lot in a short amount of time. And yet you want to start a whole new fitness movement. Like, holy cow. And you got a fourth kid on the way. Like what, (laughs) what causes that?
1: I think as I was leaving the military and going through the transition, it really opened my, my eyes to, to what you have been preaching for a while now, which is we're in an age now, especially for veterans and really for anyone, you're not confined the way you were in the past with the internet and the way it's just so easy to acquire new skills and then put them into practice around something that you have an interest or a passion in and build yourself up and establish yourself as unique and an authority. And I didn't dive Right in. I know some people do the, I'm quitting my job and I'm just going to will this to work. I wasn't necessarily in a position to do that. But what I did realize is that, sure, I kind of need to grind out a nine to five to, to put a roof over my head, take care of the family. But there's so much time, and especially now, given current circumstances, there's a whole lot of time outside that nine to five that you can put to use Learning various skills and just tr- putting, getting your feet wet, doing whatever it is you want to do. And so that's something that I just started doing is with, with rucking. I saw, I guess I, I'll shoot back up as to where the whole rucking and ruck on came from. Because after getting out of the military, I, I started to put on a little weight and just I, I fell out of, I fell out of shape because I didn't have the time or the money for a gym membership and so I was spinning my wheels like what What do I do how do I stay in shape uh, and after a while and I, I came across GORUCK and they have these monthly rucking challenges and I'm like why didn't I think of that just put some weight in a backpack and walk around it's <laughs> something we did and we doing the military all the time and so I started doing those monthly challenges and I started up a blog that just that was the first iteration of Ruck On was just me blogging each month about things that I thought about as
0: I was rucking and thought might be helpful or useful. And, to, and at that time, would you say it was strict hobby? Like you didn't even understand you were, would you, would you say, hey, I'm learning the skill set of blogging or or was it more just passion? Honestly,
1: I, it, it was probably mostly just hobby, but maybe subconsciously a little bit like, hey, you blog about this, maybe something will happen. But I think when I really started thinking about, oh, hey, there's a real opportunity here, is after I've been blogging a couple months and I would share pictures of me, it's 19 degrees and snowing and I'm out <laughs> here rucking. And I'd have friends and, and neighbors that would ask me from time to time, oh, hey, Joe, so how's rucking going? And a, a couple people even reached out and they and they were like, dude, can you, like, what, what's this rucking all about? Like, mm-hmm. how are you using it to sh- stay in shape? Or can help me out? And that's kind of when I started to realize that there, there was something there and that I, as a veteran, as someone with military experience, I took the whole rucking and using it to stay in shape for granted. And I could possibly provide value by sharing what I know and what I learned with other people and Instead of making it a blog, just for me, setting up an Instagram page, a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, and sharing it with as many people as I can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when you feel like you have that, oh, this is what they mean when they're, everybody's always like, I want to help somebody. And so but I think until you internalize it one way or the other, either you have your own epiphany or you just see something of other people doing something. We all have this drive in us, uh, hopefully, to serve in some capacity. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what we're all here for, but right. well, what's what's the kind of one uh, main thing you want to share that with our audience that maybe it's that thing you wish somebody would have told you earlier or along the way or whatever it is you figured out that's uh, kept you kept things going. I would say the first
1: thing is I, I actually have a lot to, to thank you for just for continuing to shout <laughs> mountaintops that this is the modern economy. This isn't. You don't just have to stay stuck where you're at. And the other thing that I've realized is that as I have different visions for what I want to do with Rock On, and as I'd say with each passing week, each passing month, I have new ideas like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. I I started to reflect on successes that I've had in the past. And I realized when I was three years old, I knew I wanted to go to West Point and Oh, wow. It, it's, I guess it's kind of hard not to want to do something like that when your earliest memories are your dad being an A team leader, Green Beret. And, oh, and right. he went to West Point. And so, if you want to be a cool badass, like, right, that's what right, you do. But I started to realize growing up from the age of three, people would ask, Joe, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I would say, I want to go to West
0: Point, I want to be an army officer. And so, I, I- I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I remember I went for the fireman stage. At one point I wanted to be a bagpiper, just completely <laughs> off the wall. So good on you. You seem to do what you want and, uh, and and focus on it. Yeah. And
1: I guess I'm sure you could pull up all kinds of stuff about
0: the, the power of
1: visualization and belief and everything. But I believed early on that I want to go to West Point and that's what I'm going to do. And I guess I didn't really think about it until I reflected but every almost everything that I did for for 15 years until I was old enough to go to West Point the actions I was taking were putting me in a position to be able to go to West Point I was I played sports as a kid I played hockey all the way through high school and then even played on the club team at West Point I was involved in Eagle Scouts uh, or Boy Scouts and became an Eagle Scout with my parents help. my Made sure that my grades are always very good, and so th- think it back, and that's kind of that equation that I shared: the belief plus action uh, equals results. I thought about that as that's my proof of, hey, I, I believe something and and put in the work for fifteen years and made it happen. If I if I start to visualize and believe these goals. or or ambitions that I have with Ruck On are things that I can attain. And I put in the daily actions of making those a reality. It might take 15 years, but it might take a lot less than 15 years to make those things happen.
0: Yeah, the difference I could see, I, I think a lot of kids growing up, they have this idea of what they want to be, but we get caught down this college trap. I think luckily you your college was the thing you wanted, you wanted to be. So you didn't, you knew how you're gonna come out of it at at the end. And yet clearly if you're planning to go to West Point since age three, uh, you might've been planning for more of a career in the military. And yet now you got to apply. I I, I love that statement. Your belief plus actions equals success. Cause at this point now in in the military, world to get told what your beliefs are, get told what your actions are, what do you see? Hey, now you're creating your own beliefs, or you're finding them or changing them or manifesting them as you're uh, you're seeing things that like, oh, it's not always this way all the time, or maybe I can try this or that. What are you doing right now, with those beliefs and actions to manifest, hey, what might be 5, 10, 15, 20 years? That's the one thing we know about entrepreneurship in any, any realm whatsoever as long as you don't quit, there's going to be some level of success because it's always that's the whole point. You're going to learn something, yeah. you're going to change, and it's not as structured as we're used to in the military. So could you, can you dig in there a
1: little bit? Sure. As you were saying that, something that kind of popped into my head, and I guess if I'm a, a little off base or off track, feel free to jump in. Um, <laughs> no rules but- <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but what it got me thinking about was something that I think was a, a big Another kind of eye opener for me was reframing my relationship and how I thought about failure Mm. Um, because growing up knowing that I wanted to go to West Point and then at West Point and then even in the military, I I grew up to be very afraid of of failing, of being wrong. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's healthy to a degree in the military because obviously if you do, if you are wrong, if you, you know, do make the wrong decision depending on what it is a lot of lives and or equipment and can be at stake but i think obviously outside of, of a combat environment in the more day-to-day being a practitioner of trying to be an entrepreneur and you can afford to fail as long as you're not betting your house or something and losing it. It's okay to to try new things. And if they don't work out, then you just do okay. What could I have done better or what do I need to do differently next time? And so I think that's been something that's been big for me is being okay with doing something that might be out of my comfort zone, getting whatever feedback, positive or negative, and just moving on with it and not being afraid of of being wrong, quote unquote, or failing. So
0: yeah, no, I that resonates with me so much because I remember when I got out of the army and quote unquote got labeled or took a job or started a career or whatever label I had as a financial advisor or planner or whatever, I just had that identity, and it didn't seem based on whatever parameters were set in place usually it was how much money you were making for the firm (laughs) i know you dabbled in this space a little bit as well and it's just i'm failing doesn't matter how good i feel i'm doing it was just really screwed screwed with my head because i'm doing the quote-unquote thing i think i was supposed to be doing but if i'm not making a certain amount of money or whatever not getting the amount of clients Mm -hmm. it feels like failure and it wasn't until years later when i realized like you did oh there are no definite You kind of define things things that success. It's it's your belief, as you say, and so whatever you choose to believe as success or whatever that means, take actions towards that. Then who cares what definition what anybody else thinks? That's kind of what I think about before teaching our what's the whole point of wealth management or financial planning. It's none of that matters if you're not having a belief and some actions to it. So I might steal a little bit of that. I got to, I got to like that. No, yeah. I I love
1: the, how that, how that manifested. And that was really, that was a recent, I, it just popped in my head, like in the shower or something. And I just rushed out to, yeah, that's that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's how those things happen. It's like, maybe this is something I write down one day, look at every day and, and build on it. And it becomes my little mantra. What's wrong? What's wrong with just go in your whole life. And then all of a sudden one day it comes to you. But we think that's weird in a way that you didn't get your four years of this certification or whatever. So therefore your knowledge or your epiphanies don't matter when in my mind, it's like, Hey, as long as I learned something today that could help somebody else tomorrow, who cares how it manifested. But so tell us a little bit about if we're talking, having another interview here in about three years or so, what, what's life for Joe Kramer, look like? What's going to happen personally, professionally for you to feel like you're still building on that success? Or what are the things you're looking to, whether it's building skill sets or or having some ideas in your business? I hate asking specific business goals. I plan to make you know X amount of figures by certain. That's not what I'm asking. I was like, where do you want to see your growth occur? Right now I
1: see two big things that I want to build on and grow that I see is setting myself up for and rock on for continued growth and success. And the first one being a a lot of my content and and everything up to this point has just been me putting it out there for free, whatever I've got. And I feel like the next step for me is getting out there and, and actually trying to find people that are willing to exchange a little bit of money me to help them a bit more directly, where they're at with their fitness, their nutrition and personal development. And then the other thing that I'm, I'm really excited about that I've thought about it, sat on it for a tiny bit, and then realized that if I really want to make it happen, I, like, I need to take some action. The, uh, and I'm officially announcing it on, on my channels tomorrow, but I, I did hint that I might talk about it beforehand. Oh. Is I'm starting up what I'm calling the rucking supply drop. Okay. And essentially what it's gonna be is a kind of like a monthly subscription box designed specifically for people who are either already into rucking or want to get involved in, in, in rucking. And so it'll be is a box that comes with like a monthly rucking challenge and like a patch or a coin, as well as a piece of, of gear that will help you as you're rucking, whether it's some heavy duty boot socks or an attachment to go on your ruck, what have you. But I, I reached out the, I need to take some action was reaching out to other brands that I know are out in the rucking space. And seeing, hey, would you be interested in ha- having your patches or your gear kind of put into this box and sent out to people on a monthly basis?
0: Businesses like it when you promote their stuff. I, it's so strange. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> why everybody doesn't do that. So if you're, I don't know how to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to start a business. Guess what? If you help promote other people's businesses, they'll pay you for it. It's, <laughs> that's usually if you want to start somewhere learn that skill. But no, I I think that's a great idea. Obviously, you know, anytime you're partnering when you can learn from them, but you're also sharing knowledge, resources with an audience. Obviously that's, that's the way to go built up around using the social medias, whatever that means, the online Mm -hmm. tools tools to build a bit of a brand. It's, that's been fun watching you do that. How, where do people assign, is that ready to sign up for yet? Or where can they sign up for a newsletter or find you online?
1: Uh, so, if you go to www.ruck on.com, you can fill out any of the forms on any of the pages to sign up with your email. Is that you, right? Yep. That's it. Okay, cool. I would say the easiest way to get a hold of me, and obviously, if you're interested in, in the Rucking Supply Drop or, or what have you, um, going to Instagram, ruck underscore on underscore fitness and then i've got ruck on facebook youtube channel i try to keep do a good job of making sure whichever platform you land on if you want to go check out what i'm doing on another platform they're all linked and everything but that's the hard part
0: (laughs) instagram's your main platform yeah yep and i know i'm as i'm
1: feeling the kind of my coaching program and the l- rucking supply dropout, I know the opportunity that exists when I re-engage on LinkedIn, because I know that's something that you brought to my attention.
0: Yeah, I know. honestly, I think all social media is just depending on what you're doing and who you're, they each have their unique opportunity. It just happens to be a lot of veterans on LinkedIn right now, you're know, tending to communicate nicely. We'll see how long that lasts, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah awesome joe hey really appreciate you you coming on and uh, yeah looking forward to seeing where things go with ruck on and uh, some of the other stuff you got going on all right for everybody we will see you next show thanks again for listening to another episode of veteran wealth secrets be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels also on youtube and share it with a friend visit our website at usvetwealth.com To get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the Post-Military Guide to Gaining Autonomy and Control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to Amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.